0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tales from the Trails podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and I have here with me today Jane Holmes, our new uh Rod EDU director. Well, welcome to the show. I know I've wanted to have you on for a little bit. It's been kind of a wild ride with COVID and everything. Uh all the new projects that you've taken on. Uh, Welcome, Jane Holmes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Well, there's so much to cover, and there's so many new things going on with the EDU program. Why don't you tell uh, everybody a a little bit about yourself and your history with Ididrod. Um, You've been a past teacher on the trail, so maybe tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um I've been volunteering. I started volunteering for the Iditarod in 2005. I was teaching in Phoenix, Arizona and got found a book about the race and realized that this would be an amazing resource for me to use in my classroom. And I got involved in following the race as a fan and came up in 2005 for the first volunteer experience. Shortly after that, I did apply for our Teacher on the Trail program and was fortunate enough to be selected to be the 2008 teacher on the trail. After that, I continued to volunteer. I've come up to do the start, the restart. I've worked comms out in several villages. um, And now I actually live in Alaska. I moved here five years ago to teach. And this year I started working Tori Diderod, as we said earlier, as Associate Director of the Education Department. Well,
0: that must have been a really good experience. We've talked to a couple of teachers on the trail on the podcast. We had Jim on, our new teacher on the trail for this year, and Kelly from last year. Uh, what are some fun memories you have? It sounds like you've had you know more than just teacher on the trail experience. Um, so why don't you share a little bit of... What excites you about working with Iditarod?
1: Well, I can definitely share some of my teacher on the trail experiences because of course they have stayed with me over the years. And uh, some of them are fairly unique. And that's one thing about the teacher on the trail program when we elaborate on that further in a little bit is that every year it is a completely different experience for the selected teacher. My year was uh, um, interesting. My personal experiences were pretty unique. I got to visit 22 checkpoints, which is a a lot of checkpoints to get to. I was flying in uh, the same airplane as the photographer Jeff Schultz. So I got to experience a lot of checkpoints and a lot of interesting scenery and places because of that. Some of my favorite memories are things that happened when I was uh, in the villages. For example, when I was in Nikolai, there were two teachers, a husband and wife, and they, one, the wife taught elementary school and the husband taught high school. Well, the husband got sick and the wife was going to take over the high school. And since I was there and I was a certified teacher, she asked me if I would substitute teach the elementary school. So I had four students, and they ranged from grades second through fourth grade. And I got to substitute uh, teach in Nikolai one day, which was really a lot of fun. Something, something else that uh, another school-related story that sticks with me that I like to tell folks is when I got to visit the village of Ruby. They were calling spring break because the mushers were on their way, and they were celebrating this with a pizza party and a scholastic book distribution. Kids had ordered books and were getting their books to read over spring break. So they invited me to join them in that. And when the pizza lunch was over, the students were assigned to groups, uh, mixed age groups, for example, preschool, middle school, high school. And they were given some materials and we all went out into the parking lot of the school and had a fire building contest. So whichever team could build their fire the fastest were the winners. And then we roasted some more. And I always like to tell that story because I usually end up by saying that's not something that we did at our school was have a fire building contest in the parking lot because we did not need those skills in Arizona. But it was truly, truly for me, a life changing experience. And uh, I know I took over a thousand pictures, so I probably could talk a long time about it. But that's
0: pretty neat, uh, kind of an impromptu teaching <laughs> job. You know, you never expected that to happen, I
1: bet. No, no. But I was grateful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, I bet. That sounds really neat. Um, and you get to meet so many different people. Is is it unusual to go to so many checkpoints? Um in one race for the teacher on the trail? Do they, do they try to hit, you know, as many, you know, as they can? I know weather can play a part in, uh, whether you get to a checkpoint or not. So was it unusual for you to, to, to to make so many of them?
1: Yes, it really was. And it was due to my unique flying situation because I was moving down the trail with the photographer. So He needed to be certain places at certain times. But uh, it is different every year. Like you said, it of course is weather dependent and it just also is dependent on the availability of the airplanes. Sometimes the teacher rides in an Iditarod Air Force plane, which are volunteer pilots that orchestrate the the supplies and they they, um, transport dogs and they transport personnel. And so the teacher it has a vague or outline or a plan, uh, which is always needs to be flexible, of course. And so they never really know where they're going to go or how long they're going to get to stay there and where they will be next, which is it's just part of the the fun of the adventure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's just part of adapting to the situation with all the variables that are in play you can't always make a solid plan like it is really nice for the teacher to be able to be in Nome before the first place finisher but again that's not always possible either so each teacher could tell you the unique story of their their year on the trail you know it starts in different places sometimes it starts in Fairbanks and has a different route it also it also um Like last year, uh, Kelly Villar, of course, I was in Takatna working as comms and she was there when we got the whole plan about how the race was going to finish due to the COVID pandemic, you know, just being uh, headline news. So she, of course, never expected that. So every teacher has a very unique experience, but every teacher has cherished their experience and spoken about it as it's one of the best things they've ever done in their lives. And this year is going to be
0: interesting as well. Um, Jim, uh, Jim Dupree, who is our 2021 teacher on the trail. uh, Now, he's not going
1: to be able to make it up this year. Is that right? That's right. Uh, So the teacher, if I could just give a little bit of background, the teacher on the trail program was started in 1999 by Finney, a teacher from Indiana. And it was her idea that a teacher be intimately involved with the race for an entire year and actually travel on the race route because she saw the value of the motivation and the inspiration of this for students. So 1999 was the first teacher on the trail and each year since then there has been an application and review and interview process for people to be selected as the next teacher on the trail which gets us to Jim Uh, 23 teachers later, he is the 23rd teacher on the trail. And as most people know, the race itself has had to change because of the COVID pandemic. Lots of our lives have had to change. And we took some advisement and had had a meeting and came to a consensus that with Jim, by the way, yeah, he was part of it too, that it would be best for the safety and health of everyone involved if he did not get to the trail this year, but is deferred to 2022. So we, we promised him he wasn't going to lose his trail experience. And if it was okay, we could defer him to 2022. And he was very uh, appreciative of it. He also, it was also a will, a wish of his. So he is still going to continue his work as a teacher on the trail by posting lessons and things like that. Then he's going to get a lot of support from the EDU staff. And by staff, we mean all of our past teachers on the trail and other teachers who are involved in what we produce and what kind of, what we provide as resources. He will go on the trail in 2022, which is the 50th running of the race. It's also a very unique year. And that kind of, also leads to the teacher applications that were that were turned in for 2022. All of the applicants can have their application deferred to 2023, as well as new applicants can apply for 2023. So many changes. Um,
0: I was just going to ask you, what what do you do with the applications from this year? But they are going to be moved to uh, 2023 then. Um, so are you, so then there's plenty of time to still apply since this year will go to the 2022 race. So that's good to know. If ever anybody is interested in uh, looking into that, they can go to our Iditarod EDU website and uh, take a look at our Teacher on the Trail page. And Jim's still writing articles. So, so we're still going to see articles from him through the race, right? He's got a lot of stuff planned.
1: Yeah. So as a, as a team, we are working on what that's going to look like with him, not being there physically. And some really great ideas are coming around about having interaction with him and his class and some of the folks that actually are in Alaska. So we will, uh, we will roll that out as soon as we have a plan. And, you know, we are all really excited about the, the challenges and the changes we are, we are uh, excited to be able to support the race with past history and past ideas as well one of the focuses for lessons and articles will be the you know the historic mining aspect of the trail because there where they're turning around i did a rod and flat it, uh, they are right in prime gold past gold mining Territory, So it's a good chance for us to focus on the history of the trail maybe more than we, we would have in the past and, and for Jim to do that. So we are very excited about it and we are ready to uh, face the challenge and roll it out. Yeah, and he's um he's been riding since
0: September, I believe. So there's already... A lot of articles from him on the teacher on the trail link on Iditarod Edu. So anybody's interested in following that, he has a lot of good articles, and um, we post that on our Iditarod Edu Facebook page and our regular. Some of the uh, ones that pertain to general history and uh, just in mushing in general, we put that on our regular Facebook page as well and twitter um, so everybody can read kind of um, that history that goes behind the race so we're looking forward to uh, more from jim and your staff you know really it's um a lot of volunteers teachers some past teachers on the trail that are really helping put together this year's uh, i did ride edu content which has been really great um We have the new newsletter. Why don't you tell a little bit about the new newsletter that you guys have going?
1: Sure. Yeah, this is one of the most exciting products I've seen come out of the EDU for a long time. And, And like you said, it is a collaboration from several past Teachers on the Trail, but also past finalists for Teachers on the Trail and mushers are having input. So it is a broad spectrum project. And I would like to uh, note that Jen Ryder, the 2014 teacher on the trail, is the head editor of this newsletter, and she compiles it every month and does an amazing job with it. Some of the things that you can see in the newsletter, which, by the way, is free, you can just sign up for it on the EDU website. And what you will be getting are things like a primary source of the month, which would be a picture of an artifact, uh, some kind of a race photograph, some kind of historic primary source of the month for teacher or excuse me, teachers to use, but kids to you know question and wonder, maybe do a little bit of research on. There is also a yeah, kind of a fun piece where there's a picture of a a sled dog, some odd situation, and the activity would be to have students write a caption. You know, what what would the caption for this picture be? Or what would this dog be saying? Something like that. Each month has an article from one of our canine journalists, and I can talk a little bit more about that if you want. Those are our uh, four-legged writers who put information out there for students. And Jim puts his teacher on the trail uh, upcoming article um, summaries on there. He gives you a little bit of a taste of what he's going to put out there and what and when to look for it. So you can plan ahead and you can look forward to seeing what he's got there. Uh, he's really got some very interesting and unique content. I really appreciate what he's doing with his postings. There's also an article about how to use the insider video subscription product in your classroom. There are standards or lesson ideas which are tied to specific insider video clips. And whether or not you are an insider subscriber, for the month of the newsletter, those video clips are made available to anyone who who wants to use them. So you can use those clips regardless of your subscriber status. Um, Those are, I would think, the main features that you would see as well as I can't forget to say that there is a, the new Husky talk topic would be uh, introduced in the newsletter as well. So if teachers want to sign up for the newsletter, they just need to go to the edu, uh, iditarod.com edu page. And there is a newsletter tab at the top and they can enter their information and start getting uh, the monthly newsletter. And this is, um, More geared towards uh,
0: the kids in school and teachers, but there's a lot of really good information in these uh, newsletters. Even the, you know, most versed Iditarod follower would really enjoy reading some of these articles that are up. And and a lot of the ones that are um, not just lesson plans, I do post on our Facebook page um, throughout the month So if you're you're a teacher, you have a lot of really good lesson ideas that you can uh, use in your classroom. And they're on our I I also post them through the Facebook page because not everybody has a chance to um, to to get the download and, and print it off. And sometimes people need a reminder. So those will pop up in the feed. Uh, so be sure to follow the I Rod education page on, on Facebook, but there's a lot of really good, um, a lot of really good articles, especially the Husky talk. Uh, we have our podcast here, the tales from the trail podcast. Um, and it's more geared towards, uh, you know, mushers and, and more long form podcasts. Uh, but the Husky Talk one is by the students, and they're asking the questions, and they're talking to the mushers, and uh, it's a little bit shorter form, so it's a little bit more for their attention span probably. Um, but there's still a lot of really good uh, um, interviews on there. You know, you have you might have, you know, Laura Nissan on there or Martin Boozer on there talking to the students. So it's really cool program. Um, so you, you get a, you get a couple of different things, you know, it's just kind of like a nice, uh, accompaniment to all the other things that we're doing on the regular, uh, I did rod, Iditarod, um, website side. So pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, there's a lot of good, a lot of good things to follow on there.
1: Oh, I just wanted to elaborate a little bit on Husky Talk just to give a, a shout out to Erin Montgomery, a 2015 teacher on the trail. It is her students at Comanche Middle School that produced that Husky Talk podcast. And it is in season four now. And like you said, it is very interesting, and short, and it's it's driven by questions that students and people have. They ask questions for people. So you... <laughs> really learn a lot from that. And there's a lot of things that you and
0: I, we uh, work together a lot uh, behind the scenes on the website and we're you know making a lot of changes there. So if you follow the ididrad.com edu website page, you might notice you know a lot of changes happening and uh, updates. So keep on checking to that. I, I know we have been working on a museum page and updating that and adding to it. Um, What are the other things we have? I know we have been doing so much to that website (laughs) since you started so many projects, Um, but there's a lot, a lot going on. So definitely check that out. Uh, Even if you're, you know, just a race fan, there's a lot of really cool things and deep information about Iditarod that you can't find on uh, iditarod.com because it's more of a lesson format, uh, but another thing we have, uh, you guys have going on is the trail mail program, kind of a revival, I guess you would say.
1: Yes, this is, it is kind of a revival, It and it it started as the race project. In 1974, the first trail mail went down the trail with mushers, and it uh, it continued for for decades and decades where mushers would take letters from Anchorage to Nome and the letters would be postmarked to Anchorage postmark excuse me postmarked Nome and like you said it's been a revival of that project and it's been taken over by the Iditarod EDU in that the there's a link on the EDU website where any anyone Um, can participate. But let me backtrack just a little bit. So traditionally, uh, the envelopes that are used for the trail mail are uniform and they are uh, an artwork that has been printed, selected and printed on envelopes to be used each year. And this year was no different. And an art contest was hosted for students in fourth through 12th grade to submit their artwork for consideration to be printed on the trail mail envelope and the theme was dog sledding in history because we are correlating that with the historic Iditarod mining district and to go along with the new route so the the art contest part is over the design has not been selected yet it's being in consideration and one exciting thing about it is that John, noted Alaskan and Iditarod artist John Van Zyl will be judging for the final design so that's pretty exciting what happens then is that design is printed on envelopes and teachers can purchase an envelope for five dollars you can purchase an envelope and it will be sent to you your excuse me you your class can create a one-page piece of mail, it can be a picture, it can be a letter, Uh, it can be whatever you can fit in that envelope, I guess. And you submit it to be put into a a design envelope, which will be postmarked accordingly to the race. So um, each classroom is allowed one envelope and each musher will carry up to five envelopes. Now, since the race route is different, the postmark won't be Anchorage to Nome. The postmark will be from the beginning of the race to the ending of the race, but it will be carried the entire way. And right now, that is looking like Anchorage and back to Willow for the finish at this point. And then what happens is your after your letter is postmarked at the end of the race, it is sent back to you in your class and you get your letter in an official trail mail postmarked, autographed envelope. I forgot the autograph part. The mushers that carry these letters will autograph the letters that are in their sled. It's pretty exciting. It's historic and it's art and writing and all kinds of great things that students can do with Iditarod.
0: And like you said, this year, it's a little bit different. Normally it would go to Nome and get postmarked there Correct, and then we would bring them back with us and um uh we hadn't really um i think normally they would go in a an auction but this year it's a different we're gonna do the class can purchase it and send their chair their their um designated mail or art or whatever the class puts in then they get that back so that's a little bit different this year also i think uh you know, there's been a, a, a whole bunch of challenges with the change of you know the race and um, trying to you know figure out all what last minute things that we're going to have to do to to make that happen. And um, it's still going to it's still a you know really good program. And has it been really different with teachers not being necessarily in a classroom? Um, have you seen like a difference in you know I, I hope they're still going to be able to follow the race? What do you kind of expect um, from you know teachers following along and the participation any differences you think
1: i don't I don't know uh, for sure I wish I knew every single teacher and student that uses I did in their classroom that would be great to know. I have seen a lot of activity and a lot of interest from teachers. They're asking about trail mail and they're asking, are you going to do writing to mushers? Are what, are you going to do read? So I have seen a lot of interest from teachers still, regardless of if they are in person or teaching virtually. And we certainly are trying to make sure that there are a lot of virtual and digital resources for, for teachers to use. because. Quite honestly, almost every teacher that uses the Iditarod in their classroom has to do it virtually because they aren't here standing there. So it's not really new in that sense, as far as accessing resources. But we are trying to make sure we have extra kinds of resources for teachers, like the podcasts and the insider video clips and things that they can uh, use in their classroom online and digitally. So I feel like there's a lot of interest and maybe even more so with things being unique, people are perking up and wanting to know, well, what's gonna happen with this and what's gonna happen with that? So we are trying to uh, keep up the forces for that.
0: And are there gonna be letters to the mushers this year? Um, Has that changed? I know we, I think we have some information out about that, um, but has that changed?
1: It really hasn't changed. So what what I think you're talking about is uh, writing letters to mushers. And this program's been going on for a long, long time. And it was to help the students and teachers have the best experience with contacting mushers. Mushers are very nice people. They are very busy people. And in order to avoid disappointment in not getting responses or replies to letters, the Iditarod Education Department decided to help teachers and students by talking to the mushers of that race and asking them about their interest or ability to participate in a letter writing program. So it is not uh, too late to, to sign up to get the information. What you are doing when you go on to the EDU website and you find the musher letter post there is a link there to a form you fill out to give your information if you are interested in this. And what I'm doing, now that the MUSHER registration deadline is over, I am taking all of the MUSHER's information of the MUSHERs who responded and said, yes, please share my information with these teachers. And I am going to do exactly that. I'm compiling all of their contact information and sharing it with the teachers who gave their contact information through the musher letter program. It just is helpful for a more successful experience if you are able to write to a musher who knows that these letters are coming and is willing to participate in the program.
0: You also have um, a few other new things going on. The I Read program is in development. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? I know that it's not... Um, ready or released yet, but we're hoping it's going to be done soon, and I'm really excited about this program.
1: Yeah, sure. Like you said, I did a read is not a new idea. It's probably one of the very early activities that teachers have been able to use in their classroom, and the most familiar form of it is teachers set up some type of a goal program with their students for numbers of minutes they read or numbers of pages they read a day and it usually involves a large Iditarod map of some sort either official or homemade and the students have a marker so to say and as they reach their goals they move their marker physically down the bulletin board or down the map according to reaching their goals that they've set with their teacher and it's It's really fun for kids to see that their progress as they as they move towards gnome or if teachers want to do willow to willow, whatever it is this year. But another virtual resource is we're digitizing the I did a read and it's going to be more gamified. So teachers will have access to this online they can still certainly do their physical bulletin boards and maps that would be great as well but some of the features are for this digitized I did a read are that it could it's going to be customizable to some extent teachers can decide what they want their students to work toward and students and parents are also going to be able to interact with this program And keep track of what they're doing and see how they are getting closer to their goals. And so when they do move down the trail, they will have an avatar and it will move down the Digital trail, like on the GPS tracker map. So, if you're familiar with the GPS tracker for the mushers, it's the race route map, and each musher has a tag or a flag that moves down the trail as their GPS locates them. Well, the students will also be moving down the trail with their own avatar, similar to those tags or flags of the mushers. And the trail for I did a read is going to be to Nome because that is the classic trail. And so students that uh, get to Nome will get an official finish, finishers certificate as well. And it's looking, that's, you know, looking to be pushed out any day now. So we will definitely feature that on our EDU website when it's ready.
0: The preliminary, um, you know, images I've seen of it look really cool. I'm super excited about it. It's, um, it's going to be really fun for the kids and, hopefully really a good resource for the teachers. Um it looks really cool. I can't wait till it comes out and hear feedback from the teachers about it and we're de- we'll definitely get that word out once it's ready and rolling out. So, yeah, that I can't wait for. And yeah, like you said, with all the changes with our trail this year since we're doing the loop uh and turning back around in rod, we will um the map is going to just be different than what the real trail will be this year. But after that, you know, it, we'll be going to Nome, you know, for our 50th anniversary and everything will be back to normal next year, hopefully. <laughs> so, but yeah. we are
1: looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. It is super cute. that it is a, it's going to be very fun for the kids and the teachers. It'll be very motivational, hopefully and inspiring. We, re, we are really focusing on, improving literacy and hoping that teachers can use this program to help improve literacy with their classes. Any conferences planned?
0: Um, we, I meant to have you on after your, your fall conference, um, which was really successful, but with COVID this year, um, are, are you kind of in the works for another virtual? We did a virtual in fall time. We did a virtual kind of last minute, um, had to plan that last minute for um, the springtime of last at, right after the race last year. Any uh, new plans?
1: Yes. Well, the, the virtual, the summer summit, the summer and the fall conference were really, really well done, really interesting mix of Current lessons and digital resources and using Iditarod and impressive musher panels, race personnel speakers, just a wealth of information on all aspects of the race. So and the the conference participants receive a digital copy of the conference and teachers that are not able to attend the conferences can purchase the digital copy to have at their own and, and use and look at at their own uh time but we we usually have a really big teacher conference the week before the race teachers come up and they attend the conference and then they get to be part of the musher banquet and the ceremonial start and, and all of the festivities that normally precede precede the race start but Things are different this year and we are going to be hosting an in-person conference prior to the race. And we, as of right now, don't have firm plans about what's going to happen that for that week prior to the race with uh, personnel and volunteers being limited up here. We are working on how we can rev up for the week before the race but maybe not in a conference form in other ways. And we are definitely planning on something for this summer.
0: Yeah, we're hoping to also have the the dog rides back in the summer and the puppies at headquarters. And I think the the conference uh, program visits headquarters and, and kind of does all that cool stuff with the dogs too, right?
1: Yes, uh, pre-race week we we visit the uh, vet checks at headquarters. We go to a musher kennel, and in the summer I'll, I'll also visit musher kennels, run dogs, walk with the puppies, do things like that that make the the race just so much more real. And for me, when I I remember coming to those conferences and going back with you know firsthand, I actually saw. Saw, smelled, tasted all of, you know, what it was like to be in a dog yard. And we are really looking forward to having that happen again as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, we're ready to get um, 2020 over and just start (laughs) it new with the 2021 race. Although it will be kind of crazy different, uh, it's going to be a start (laughs) to getting back to normal. So anything else new planned for the IDDRAD EDU program that you'd like to mention before we kind of
1: close it out here? Maybe just a couple of things there. Like I mentioned earlier, there have been many teachers on the trail and one of our website improvements is a a past teacher on the trail page, which Kristen, you have been a great help in, in building in many things on the website. So we thank you for that. If you have, uh, something you're looking for, or a past teacher's curriculum that you're looking for, it is now far more easy to find it. Each teacher has a picture on this page, and their curriculum is or will be linked directly to their picture. So it'll be a far easier task to find something specific if you are looking for that. Then we are working backwards from the current teacher, Jim. He's there, and then we're Kelly. Kelly Villar's posts have all been assigned to her picture or her icon. And we are going back now 2018 or excuse me, 2019 Brian Hickox, his is all accumulated for him and uh, 2018 Heidi Sloan is also finished. So we are continuing to, uh, to put together all of their work in one place so you can find it easier. The, another thing that is, it's very timely. Uh, it is Alaska specific, but I just want to mention it briefly because it's very important that through a grant from the CARES Act and in cooperation with uh, the Department of uh, Education and Early Development for Alaska, the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium, and the Department of Health and Social Services, and this grant from the CARES Act, every school in Alaska will be able to have an ultimate insider subscription and it really is a connection to an insider in Alaska schools channel so not only is it just an insider experience but those entities will be providing content to be put onto that channel for communities to access regarding current covid-19 practices how to take care of yourself and your elders. If you're in a village uh, things that, that will be um, we want to reach out to our communities and support them. And with working with these entities and I did a rod, we're going to have this Alaska in the schools channel available after the first of the year for all Alaskan schools.
0: I'm really excited about that one too. Um, There's so much, there's so much we're doing and so much that has changed and that we have worked with uh, you and I have worked on many projects to kind of uh, revitalize things and, and update things. Um, how can people reach you if um, they have an idea or they have um, something that they think would be cool to add to the website or a suggestion? What's a good way to reach you, Jane?
1: I do have my uh, email. My Iditarod email is my name, Jane.Holmes, which is like Sherlock Holmes, at Iditarod.com. And if you go on to the EDU website and there's an about page, towards the bottom of that is a link with my name and contact number, or excuse me, my contact email as well. And we love to hear from teachers about anything they're doing in their classrooms, the way they do it, any questions they might have. We are really here for the teachers and the students and the more participation and communication we get from teachers, the better we can be and the better products we can offer to support the teachers who want to use the race in their classrooms. So please reach out to us, share, ask away.
0: And and, and all these lessons are, are free on the slash edu page. So, if you're a teacher, you know, go there, check it out. Check out that about about page um, in the uh, about tab at the top. There's a little video that kind of talks about, you know, what Ididra Education is all about, and some kind of first steps on uh, if you have not taught. I did rod in your classroom before there's all kinds of really good resources there and it's free. Uh, really the only thing that isn't is if you wanted to uh, go a little bit further and purchase the Iditarod Insider EDU subscription, and then you kind of get more access to race videos, interviews that are really great, great team, insider team, Greg, uh, Greg Heister and his team, he, he goes out to the checkpoints. They all, you know, they do interviews before, during, after the race. We have a really good uh, run a new content called Insider 2.0. And all of that, you can, you, you know, teachers might want to, you know, show the videos and kind of behind the scenes to uh, the students and, you know, what it's really like to be on the trail. Uh, the GPS thing is cool. Uh, that's really neat, uh, and I bet a lot of teachers get a lot of use out of that. Um, following, Just following, maybe the class has a favorite musher that they want to follow for the race. It's really neat. 24-hour uh, GPS. You're going to know where any musher is at any given time, so it's really cool. That's pretty much the only thing that has a, a cost to it. It's an extra cost, but all the cool lessons... All the lesson ideas, all of that. Anybody, any teacher can go on there and and take a look and get really good ideas. So, I encourage everybody to go on slash edu and check it out. I want to say thanks to Jane Holmes for coming on and talking to us about what's new and exciting with ididrod edu, uh, what's coming up soon. Follow us on uh, social media. If you want to get the news straight to you, you'll want to go to our newsletter page and get that uh, sign up for our newsletter, the Edu newsletter, and then you can get everything kind of in one place monthly. Uh, so that's a really good way to follow all the new lessons. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else that uh, our listeners,
1: our teachers, good to follow. I I think we've covered, not all of it actually, but but most (laughs) of it. there's so much out there, but a lot for anyone to get started. So if you just pick one area or maybe two, get the newsletter and start reading it to get ideas and, and try a few lessons, find ones that are aligned to your standards and get your toes wet if you haven't started. And if you are a longtime EDU follower, still go in and look because there's something new there. Weekly, if not more often, so we are looking forward to our our new our new participants and our longtime dedicated teachers that have been using the Iditarod literally for decades in their classrooms. Um, so our
0: social media pages for just specifically for Iditarod Edu is. On Facebook and on Instagram and they're both called iditarod edu so that is also a good way if you don't want all the emails um, and it's really only one email a month uh, usually uh, but if you need like little reminders on what le- cool lessons are up uh, new for the month then that's a good place to just kind of follow too all right Jamie thank you for coming on Oh, thank you, Kristen. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.